Man was created by God perfectly. And God supplied everything that man needed in order to live on this earth. And there was only one thing that God told man at the beginning. And man disobeyed that commandment from God. Romans chapter 5 verse 1, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Verse 15, But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more, the grace of God and the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift, for the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, Judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. The commandment of God to Adam. Genesis chapter 2. Start at verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. So it ended up being four rivers. 
And the Lord took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. God makes all good things for us. But if there is something that would not be good for us, he stops us from doing that thing. That thing. He gives a law. He gives a word. He does something to stop us if that thing would be harmful to us. So we don't want to go through the commandments of God and sin and disobey God. For there is a penalty when we disobey God. We may not have it in black and white writing, but because we have done this thing against the word of God, there will be a penalty. Many, many people today, inside churches and outside churches, cast away the word of God because it doesn't make sense to their natural mind and their own desire, their own lust, wants whatever it is they want. And that thing that is forbidden by God sets them on fire with their lust. In the apostate church of the New Testament, before Jesus returns to gather the elect of God, churches will show a desire to be God. They will want to rule. Humans want to rule over God. So they take portions of scripture and change those scriptures instead of disapproving the divorce, the remarriage, the homosexual, the lesbian acts. They reason those scriptures away and set up churches by their own will and when they do that, Antichrist moves into that church. And they become the church of the apostasy. The Apostle Paul tells us that Jesus cannot return for the elect of God until this falling away from Scripture takes place in those churches of the end-time apostasy. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Paul says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. In 1982, God said to me, The falling away are not the individuals leaving the church group. The falling away are the church groups leaving the scriptures. This is the end-time apostasy that had to take place before Jesus could return. 
In 2017, God brought the following word to my attention, restrains. I recall this word being in the NASB version of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Starting at verse 6, And you know what restrains him now. You know what restrains Antichrist now so that he will be revealed in his time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is removed. I said to God, Who is it that restrains Antichrist? And instantly I knew the answer to that question. The word... Jesus restrains Antichrist until the word is removed. And then Antichrist moves into the churches. So the minute you take a portion of the word of God and remove it, you open the door for Antichrist to move in. Scripture such as the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery has been removed from a great many churches. Why? Because men want to marry divorced women. Divorced women want a husband. To please the humans, the scripture is removed. That is the way the door is open for apostasy to come into that church group. And it is all over the world today. That just simply means that Jesus is coming soon, for he could not come until the apostasy came into the churches. When we were born again, all of our sins were forgiven. The woman taken in adultery in John chapter 8 was brought before Jesus. And he said to the woman, Have they condemned you? Who has condemned you? And she said, No man. And he said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So our sins are forgiven by Jesus. But what if we return to that sin? What if this woman who had been forgiven adultery went back and committed adultery? Is this the situation where she's forgiven over and over and over? How many times do you crucify Jesus for the same sin? There are some very strong scriptures on this subject. I have never heard them taught at a church. I used to read these scriptures when I was first born again and wondered about them. But I believe now I understand it better. We'll look at those scriptures. Hebrews chapter 10. Start at verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the matter of some, but exhorting one another And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Because as the day of the Lord approaches, the sin increases. So we exhort one another 
exhort means to urge earnestly by advice and warning. We keep scripture before us day and night. We build ourselves in the faith in the last days because there will be so much sin, Jesus says, in Matthew 24. Because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. He also said in Matthew 24 that because of the tribulation and the sins and the problems of those days, except those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. That's Matthew 24. So as we approach the end of this world and the return of Jesus, where he comes to gather the elect of God, we keep before us day and night scripture to build us up, to help us. And we consider one another to provoke the other who are the elect of God unto love and to good works. In verse 26 of Hebrews chapter 10, it says, For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for our sins. If we go back to those sins, if we have been forgiven those sins, and if we have a knowledge that it is a sin, and we stop doing that sin, and then years later we return to that sin, there is no more sacrifice for that sin. For to sacrifice it again would mean you'd have to crucify Jesus afresh. He would have to be crucified over and over and over to pay for the same sin that we commit. Therefore, we are warned after we are enlightened to that sin, there is no more sacrifice for that sin. But a fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing, and hath done despot unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. That's Hebrews chapter 10. Second Peter chapter 2, Peter even said it would have been better for you never, never to have been lightened to the sin than to, to turn from the way of God and return to the sin. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord 
and Savior Jesus Christ. They are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. That's Second Peter chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 6. Start at verse 4. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. Keep scriptures such as these before you to help you endure. For the devil will cause you to question your life, and often you become weary with this life, and you say, oh, well, what's the use? Well, the thing that's the use is that all eternity, you could be in hell where there's no escape. He that endures to the end in the word of God, that person will be saved, says Jesus in Matthew 24. But with many, the the iniquities around them will cause their love to grow cold. So we build ourselves up in the faith. There are many times I'm discouraged. But I just take scripture. I've collected a bunch of scriptures. And I just sit down and read them. I pray to God for help. And very often he will just have me sit down and read the scriptures that I have collected. And by the time I finish reading them, I have strength again. It's like a blood transfusion to me. It's like putting new blood into your body. The blood of Jesus, the word of God. Hebrews 9, start at verse 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he, Jesus, appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after that the judgment, so Christ was offered 
to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So we are forgiven our sins, but if we return again to those same sins, there's no more sacrifice for those same sins. For we have been forgiven once, and to return to those sins would require us to crucify Jesus again. So keep before you these scriptures that I've just quoted to you, scriptures such as Hebrews 10, starting at verse 25, 2 Peter 2, Hebrews 6, where it says it's impossible to restore a person once he has been enlightened and turned from that word of God and return to his sins. Strengthen yourself by the word of God. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.